Hey newbies, from time to time, sometimes we like spit out words that we may have covered before and it's an accident. But if we ever do that and don't explain some of the lingo, you can go to nftsfornewbies.com and get a lingo guide or just an NFT newbie guide altogether. That's going to probably save you some time, uh, maybe save you a DM and just have a reference so that way you can educate yourself on your off time if you'd like. And if you get any of those guides, then you will get our newsletter every week, every Wednesday, that is. And you will see what we've been up to, what we've released, and where you can find us. Let's get to the show. You ever been blacklisted on something before? I know Heather has. (laughs) I know I have. (laughs) So we are going to tell you what a whitelist is, and we're going to be answering some other questions from y'all, including our special guest who answers about taxes and pesky-ass taxes. Here we go. Look, are you interested in investing or collecting NFTs but are overwhelmed with all the information? Heather and I, were true, true NFT newbies. We're going to break it down as we're learning, as we wander unafraid into the world of digital art. Listen, y'all, we're going to cure you of your FOMO, mildly educate you, and give our unqualified opinions and hopefully have a lot of laughs along the way. You guys have no idea how hard it is when we're doing our intros not to respond to the other person. What do you mean I've been blacklisted? What's that supposed to mean, Rich? At the club. Your judgment. At the club. You always get blacklisted at the club. (laughs) You know Heather's going to the club. That is the last place on earth you would ever find me. But you did say y'all. twerking, never working. (laughs) I mean, always twerking, never twerking. I had it the wrong way. Listen, we are going to answer some of your questions. We love you guys so much. Thanks for walking this crazy newbie journey with us. If you are new around here, you got it right. NFTs for newbies. We are learning this game alongside of you. And some of you have sent some phenomenal questions over to our email and in our Discord. Hint, hint, side note, are you connected with us there? Check out the show notes or down below if you're watching on YouTube and and meet us, get to know us. And hopefully we can answer some of your questions in an episode like this. But Rich, what's our first one? Our first question is from our Discord. And uh, we have a questions for the newbies, uh, which is, it's like ironic just saying that. Uh, But anyway, this is from Beauty by Diane. Um, She says here, what does floor price mean? And then open C and what does traded mean? So it's kind of a, an assembly of questions. And what, and when the sale ends, does that mean the item is gone forever? So I will tackle Ooh. a couple of these. Um, so floor Don't price- Don't do the hard, do, do the easy or do the hard ones so I can get the easy ones. Okay, so open C <laughs> is a secondary marketplace, just like Rarity or um, not Nifty Gateway. I think Rarity, there's, there's a lot of secondary markets, meaning if I didn't buy directly from the NFT project itself, which you could like go to their website and mint if you know about that, then you go to secondary market. OpenSea is by far the most popular. They're now doing billions per month in NFT sales. So they're kind of the goal to the, the, the standard, right? A trade is kind of like a thrift store. For NFTs. Literally. It's been previously owned. Totally, except it doesn't have those freaking wow. those underwear streaks. You ever buy underwear out of the thrift store before? <laughs> I do when I go to the club. Oh, man. They're always working, never twerking. All right, here we go. So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so traded means Heather and I have agreed that she's going to hook me up with her gift goat, uh, VFriend NFT, and I'm going to give her, um, you know, three of mine or something like that. A trade is no smart contract involved. This is not like some, it will be recorded in the blockchain that there was a transfer, but 
uh, it does not mean in any way, shape or form that anyone's like kind of like looking over and going to make sure that we keep to these terms. It's between us. So there's totally a risk. I would only trade ever if you absolutely and implicitly trusted the person or maybe you did some sort of Mm -hmm. weird financial exchange before that. Those are those. Can you imagine doing like the countdown, like on the count of three, we're both going to hit send. Same time, man. Same time. I don't know you, man. Like that. It's literally (laughs) that. So floor price is you. And then what happens when a sale ends? Does that mean the item is gone forever? Okay. Floor price. I really encourage you guys to check out our lingo episode. It's linked up in our podcast and right here if you're watching on YouTube where we cover floor price and a whole bunch of other terms. But real quickly, floor price is the lowest cost essentially of you getting into a project. So right now, if I go to Walmart and Cheetos are on sale for $2.50, they normally $3, but I didn't sell for $2.50. The floor price of those Cheetos are $2.50. So what is the cheapest price that you can get it? It's like a, a an entryway right? A gate to get into the project, uh, the lowest amount. So when people talk about the floor price, that's what they're saying. And so a lot of times, like mentioned in our lingo episode, people use this as an initiative to get in on our projects. So like, our floor price is only this. And so they're saying essentially, this is some cheap stuff and you need to go ahead and get in before it goes up high. Can you give the eBay analogy? Because it's the lowest buy now price just to be slightly more specific. So can you kind of tie it into like eBay when you see something like that? Of bidding? No. So it's like eBay, you know, you have the buy now. Mm -hmm. So that's what the floor price, it's the lowest buy now price. Oh, yeah. That's an important distinction. Yeah. I just just did it. Great job. Thank you. All right. What about when something's on sale? Is it gone forever? Like, you ever seen the movie Fear? Nicole forever? No. What is these crazy ass movies? I forgot to never ask you about movies again. Is it gone forever? No. I mean, people can resell things. People can trade things, like you said. I mean, the item, correct me if I'm wrong, Rich, the item and it exists on the blockchain. It's that tattoo that you got on your butt after you went to the club. I mean, like it is there forever. Now, it will keep record of who's owned it. But I mean, from unless uh, there may be some that have it in their smart contract, how many times it can be sold or traded. I'm sure yeah. that there's some perimeters like that. But I think for the most part, um, if something's sold, it just means that that person bought that collectible, but they yeah. can resell it. Yeah, um, I, 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 I agree. I actually I have nothing to add to that. Question number two is from Joel Casanova. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. What is a whitelist or whitelisting? And let's get into it. So I will read what it says, but I will give it in my own terms as well. Whitelist is... (laughs) So he'll read the right way and then he'll tell you the wrong way after. (laughs) Well, like I said in the beginning, you know what it's like when you get blacklisted, right? Heather knows. So it's like, it means you're not allowed. So whitelisting means you are allowed. And in most cases, what it means, and I will give my definition first before reading then, is that you have front of the line privileges, VIP access, essentially. So just the other day, Deadheads uh, had a um, Skull Troopers minting, okay? If you owned two Deadheads, then you were going to get a free mint and you were going to get early access to minting at a very specific price before it was on sale on the public. So that essentially, I was whitelisted. I was kind of moved to the front of the line. And I know out of the 10,000 NFTs that were going to be minted, I was going to have a couple in the top 500 probably, which is always a good thing to have. Um, now, yeah. if I read it, it says whitelists are a name or a list of names or wallet addresses collected that allow certain community members to be guaranteed a spot for minting a new NFT collection. So obviously, it's not just literally about minting. Uh, you might be whitelisted for 
party on a yacht that, um, you know, the base fish mafia are throwing in Miami, which I think they did something like that, you know, so we're kind of jelly base fish. Yeah, there you go. So it's, it's essentially front of the line privileges and that is it. Yeah. I mean, there's also too, a lot of projects that it's not just a front of line privilege. It's like, unless you're on the whitelist, you won't be able to buy. And so there's some extreme, um, things like that just because of you know, how many they have to offer and so forth. So get on the whitelist. Don't be on the blacklist. Listen, y'all. Hey, newbies, our friend Sean has made an online course called NFTs Simplified. So consider it an extension of the things that we've tried to help you do. Now, this course is going to cover a few things, and we want to tell you about it because it is very affordable and it is very worthwhile. So obviously, we're going to cover what an NFT is, how to transfer Ether crypto into your wallet, how to buy an NFT, NFT security basics, all so that you can do the things you want. Some of you want to make money. Some of you want to invest money. Some of you want to make sure your NFTs and your monies are safe. And that's exactly uh, why we're pairing up with Sean for this. So there will be five video lessons and there's also plenty of course handouts and notes. Uh, I'm looking at some of the reviews right now. Here's one from Helene saying the course is great. I love the graphics and wish I had time to watch all this before I tried to do it myself. So there's additional reviews just like that, that made us confident to partner with him and to offer this course to you for 19 bucks. Okay. That's about three Starbucks grande drinks. Okay. So think about it, 19 bucks to keep your NFTs safe, to get you some of that extended knowledge that you want, and to just have a course from someone who is driven to help you. So we'll link it in the show notes. See you next time. Email question. I love this is super. I will actually pull it super, up. Super, super great question. I have it right here. Okay, this comes from Katie Pede. She says, hey, major question. If ETH and the blockchain is not involved with the government, it's decentralized, then why would we pay taxes on our gains? Making no sense over here. Please explain. And you know what we responded to Katie? We said, it doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense, does it to you, Rich? Like, why would we <laughs> My immediate thought get taxed? Was, <laughs> my first thought was like, yeah. <laughs> and then it was... We got to call Brad. <laughs> we call Brad. So Brad, we had on this show several episodes back. We'll make sure it's linked up in the show notes where we dove into taxes and NFTs. And before you start crossing your eyes and be like, I don't want me talking about no taxes. Listen, we're trying to keep your butts out of jail because we love you. So Brad sent in this clip to answer Katie's question. All right. So this is a, uh, a really good question. And it's uh, it was a bit disarming, but... It's ultimately just the the fundamental starting point is the the premise that we need to get straight, which is, are you a U.S. citizen? And I'm assuming that this, based on the the wording here, the federal government, we're talking about the United States federal government. Are you a U.S. citizen? If so, then your income and your capital gains are taxable. Really, pretty much plain and simple. We can be as something like, hey, you're on Mars. Hey, you're underwater when you earn the money. Hey, it's on a blockchain. But ultimately, unless the income is specifically excluded by law, in which there are some non-taxable income we can get into, I mean, that's way beyond the scope of this. Obviously, you get some exemptions, exclusions if you live abroad, et cetera, but it's minor. But within reason, are you a U.S. citizen? If so, all your income and all your gains are taxable. Okay? So... 
doesn't really need to go all that much more in depth than, than just that. So as always, the onus is on the taxpayer to fairly report their income and gains. So all of us have a right to lower our taxes as much as possible under the law, but we do not have the right to evade taxes illegally. So I would highly, highly, highly suggest paying income tax on all of your income and all of your gains, okay? So as always, there's personal discretion over specific things. I mean, I can't even get into that. It's, it's just, did you earn income? Did you have capital gains? If so, you need to report on your tax return. That's that's pretty much what what we're dealing with here. So again, great question, but it really doesn't matter. It, you know, if the the government is involved, I think that that was my other kind of sticking point where I was saying this was disarming. Is like I was struggling to think of where is the government involved. I mean, like, is the government involved if you have a job at McDonald's? No, I don't think so. I, it, you know, if you have a lawn mowing business, is the government involved? No, I mean, obviously the government is involved if you work for a government agency, but you know, that's, that's a few million people certainly, but everybody else, it, it, there's, the government is involved to the extent that your brain thinks the government's involved. So uh, I think we're all kind of overthinking like how novel and special the blockchain is. It's just, you know, you're a US citizen, you have to report your income. So anyway, hope that was helpful. And yeah, I'm happy to keep answering any kind of tax tax questions that the community has. Thanks. Hey, everyone. So hopefully you listen to Brad. So that way you don't end up in jail or in jail in the metaverse, which is way worse because then you're going to be sharing a cell with Heather. So then because <laughs> you were twerking at the club. That's the theme for today. So, <laughs> so look, um, the lingo we covered, we covered a couple things lingo-wise. We have an episode for that, but Heather, I think we covered like five maybe in that episode. Yeah. We actually yeah. made a PDF that has 40 terms that you need to know. DM us at NFTs for Newbies. You can email us at nftsfornewbies at gmail.com and we will get you that PDF. So that way you have it, you can study it, and then you can hit us up with more questions and all the places we like to answer questions, just like today. Speaking of questions, I'm ready for some pod day. Ooh, but you ain't ready. You ain't ready. <laughs> Hmm. How has this been before? Let's see. Heather Parody, what are most people afraid of that doesn't scare you? Being on the internet, sharing my voice and my face, doing live videos and all of that doesn't scare me at all. In fact, what's weird is like I'm more awkward in person, I think, with people than I, can, than I am sometimes on the internet, which is probably a probably need therapy. I can vouch for that. I, not not that you need therapy, but that you're more you're way more awkward. <laughs> I'm going in to the club. I'm, <gasps> you think I'm awkward in person? No, no, no. I'm the same Little. way. We're the same. That's why we're. That's why yeah. we're. Um, we I'm, need therapy, y'all. <laughs> I'm I'm not afraid of turbulence. Um, turbulence is a good thing. I used to fly, so I I know uh, that it's it's not remotely as scary as people think. But if I have an aisle seat, which I like to have the aisle seat because I pee a lot, so you know. Uh, if the, if everyone has their shades down and we're in our landing profile, I cannot stand that. Like I need to see, I, I always am timing the landings in my head. I'm feeling it. But if I can't see, I get disoriented and I just, I literally want to reach over and put the shade up if you were in the window seat and I'm in the aisle seat, Heather, but whatever. I bet you were the type of person who would do that. You're the type of person who would reach over somebody and pull the shade up. Or you'd say something. I know I have, you. At least I'm not the type of person to throw shade. 
<laughs> what? You said I was blacklisted and was twerking at the club and not working. You know I have a good work ethic, sir. Okay, guys, we are done with this episode. Thank you so much to our awesome community. We love you. If you're listening on the podcast, go over to our YouTube channel and hit subscribe. We have exclusive content over there. We're not doing over his, so check that out. 